listening to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a New Zealander living her best life in Fukushima, Japan. I'm a podcast consultant and the creator of Pod Launch with Jane, a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle, leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do. This show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata. I'm here in Fukushima Prefecture, Japan, and today my guest, Dr. Mira Simich Yamashita, is coming to us from down in Kobe. So yeah, connecting two ends of Japan today. I'm really excited to introduce you to Mira as I have worked with her personally myself, which was last year, just a month or so before we moved back from Sweden to Japan. And I was in a bit of a funk, I have to say. Well, I had been for some time and perhaps it was some of the dramas and the upheaval of 2020 for us being shipped across the world and back again and then being told that our lovely life in Sweden was over and we had to go back to Japan. I don't know what it was, but I just felt like I'm sick of feeling like this. I, I want to feel better. And initially I approached Dr. Meter. I her in a group which you may have heard about in some of the other episodes make much matter group and I heard that she was a rapid transformation therapist and that is a kind of uh, hypnotherapy that I had been researching myself anyway and when I saw that I thought wow this must be a sign okay let's see what happens and I talk a little bit more about my own experience of going through that rapid transformation therapy with Dr. Mida and some of the things that have happened since in the episode. So yeah, I hope you will enjoy it. And particularly if you're someone who suffers from physical pain, ongoing physical pain or chronic pain, or also migraines, in particular migraines, because that is something that Mida is, it's her niche is helping people with migraines. And she also explains her own journey of healing her migraines through hypnotherapy. So if that's you, then this is definitely the episode for you to listen to. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Mina. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. It's great to have you on the show today. Hi, Jane, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited to have well, Dr. Mina actually on the show today. <laughs> So um, I am very honored that you invited me to yeah, the show so, because I'm a faithful listener for a while. Oh, yeah. thank you. So Mira, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how you came to be in Japan, what you do and who you help. Okay, so I am psychologist by my education, formal education, and under that umbrella of psychology, I do a variety of different things. I teach the university and outside of it, teach people about uh, mental health and emotional wellness, about positive psychology, about um, positive self-talk and all different kinds of things. Basically, teach them how to build their mental hygiene. I do some research as well, but my main job, let's say, is I'm a, I'm a therapist. 
actually, I'm a hypnotherapist, so I run my private practice and I help people with various mental health issues, emotional issues, also uh, stress-related physical issues to deal with them, to overcome them so they can live healthier and happier. So I work with a variety of issues, but let's say that my specialty is migraine. Your specialty is migraines, right? Yes, wow. migraine and chronic pain. Yes, mm. I work a lot with people who have those issues, yes. So how did you come to be in Japan? Oh, uh, that was an um, interesting story. I think. Yes, I'm sure um, it is. Please tell so, us. <laughs> so I am from Serbia, from Belgrade. Is it okay if I say just a little bit of about course, my, yeah. my background before I came to, to Japan? Of course, because yeah. All of those things kind of influenced why I, I came to Japan, why I decided to become a psychologist and all of those things. So I was born and grew up in a country that doesn't exist anymore, Yugoslavia. I don't know, have you heard, heard mm, of it? Yeah. So it's in the central Eastern Europe. So it was called Yugoslavia then. And when I was about 16, we had a war. So in that area, in that country, many different ethnicities lived then peacefully, we thought. But then those ethnic issues started arising, culminating in the 1990s. And then we had a war. And then the country split into seven tiny countries. Yes. So I was born in Bosnia, and when war started in Bosnia, I was able to escape from that war zone to, to Serbia, because I'm Serbian by my ethnicity. I didn't care about that while I lived in Yugoslavia. I didn't even know about it, but here you go, you learn. And then mm. I moved to, to Serbia. I had family there. My father was originally from Serbia. So I continued my high school education there. And since I was that refugee in Serbia, I was a dollar cent. I was that kind of vulnerable group, right? I was offered in my high school to participate in some kind of seminar workshop that was led by very famous psychologists mm. at that time. And I knew about that psychologist since my childhood because I used to read some female magazines and I always loved to read that, like, ask your psychologist those, you know, messages so I knew about her so I went to that that seminar I was completely blown away by that woman by that way she worked and I wanted to be like her mm -hmm. and uh, that's what kind of triggered me to study psychology so then I went and studied psychology and uh, I graduated and then I was working for a couple of years as a school counselor in Belgrade and uh, that was like a term job and uh, I had to find another job because I was kind of replacing a woman who had a baby before. And then she was about to come back. So I had to find a job. And I went to my old university, already graduated. Of course, I went to my old university just to read a message board, hoping there may be some, you know, like job offers or something like that. And I went there. It was winter vacation. And um, I was looking at the message board and I found this tiny piece of paper, very bottom of the message board something like uh, from this autumn those who graduated uh, who finished who completed undergraduates on this faculty will be able to apply for uh, Japanese government scholarship to continue their uh, master studies in Okayama University in Japan and I was like 
okay, what that has to do with me? I mean, I never thought of Japan. I never thought of going to master course or anything like that. I was just looking for a job. And then I mentioned about that to a friend of mine who she got married a few months before that. Mm. And I told her, yeah, you know what I saw today on the university, haha. And she told me, you know what? If I didn't get married, I would apply. If you're not married, you're going to apply. And she literally pushed me to talk to the dean. And Dean was like very happy that, that I came because I was fulfilling all the conditions and he gathered all the documents and he wrote me like recommendation letter and you have to apply immediately because deadline is so soon. And I was like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> where is Japan? Not that I didn't know where is Japan, but I never had it, you know, even in the back of my mind. And there was that scholarship that, you know, that it's like great scholarship. They pay everything that they pay for school. Wow. and. Mm. like what is happening mm. you know this is not for me this is not for me this is you know these are things that uh, happen to other people right not not few and i was like hard like that so i sent my documentation and i got my scholarship on uh, everyone's surprise my my surprise as well and i came to japan in october 2003 2000 sorry 2003 2003. Yeah, yeah, Just so many goosebumps listening to that story. <laughs> that is hilarious. That teeny tiny piece of paper you happen to see. Like literally, not even pen. I think even even written by hand because it came in a really inconvenient time because it was winter vacation. Right. Yeah, nobody and there were no students, right? There's nobody to see. It. Competition. <laughs> and I was the there just you know minding my own business. <laughs> And your friend pushing you and then the dean being like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah all good, here you are. <laughs> okay, if I have to, I mean, this is not happening anyway, I thought, okay. And yeah, so I'm very grateful for her for, you know, supporting me that way. Wow. And so here you are, your life just took a huge twist and turn and yeah. Now, yeah, now you're here today in Japan talking to me. Wow. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what brought me to Japan. And uh, yeah, I stayed in Japan because of my husband. It's unlikely that I would decide to stay in Japan if there was no him. But we built life here, we built family here. And um, yeah, my life is here now. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I'd still be here if I hadn't 
after the same about one month bumped into the person who would become <laughs> my future husband of 17 years now etc and I think I'm one year senpai uh-huh, to you I think I, I was here in August 2002 I see I arrived. One, yeah about one year so one year one yeah but at the other <laughs> end of Japan <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you you were in Okoyama and now you're in Kobe yeah I was in Okoyama for several years because my university was there so I got my scholarship first for a year and a half. Then I got into my master course. I extended it. And then I extended it again for my doctoral oh my course. So both masters and wow. doctoral course, I finished at Okayama University. I finished my master's while I was pregnant with my first child. I finished my doctoral while I was pregnant with my second child. So it was like... If I want to do something big, I should get pregnant. Yeah, a very effective strategy by the sounds of it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a challenger you are, Mina, as they say here in Japan. Enough of big things. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. How did you end up in Kobe? Like what what brought you to Kobe? Uh, Yeah, my husband's work. We lived in Himeji for about 10 years because... First of all, lived in Okayama while he was also a student. And then he found a job in Kobe just for one year at Kobe University. So we lived in Kobe for one year and I loved it here. And then suddenly he found another job on the top of some mountain in Hyogo. And I was devastated to leave Kobe. And that mm. mountain is in some tiny place called Ayoi. And we were even thinking to rent an apartment in that place called Ayori, and I, I thought I would have nervous breakdown if I lived there. So <laughs> I didn't speak with him for a week. Mm-hmm. And then he decided, okay, let's live in Himeji. It's far mm-hmm. for him to go to work, uh, but it's kind of compromised, you know, uh, better to have, you know, happy, happy wife than come right. home earlier to an angry wife. That was his... <laughs> strategy yeah so we live in Himeji Himeji is nice town oh, I love Himeji it's so cute yeah. yeah it's very cute it's very nice very peaceful so yeah we lived there for 10 years and uh, we moved to Kobe uh, three and a half years ago because he moved a job again so he started working in a hospital in Kobe so we decided to move back to Kobe and we built a house here and uh, yeah, we're happy here. So now our roots are here. Very good. Uh, one of the places that my husband and I thought if we didn't live here in Fukushima, we would love to live. Where else in Japan would we love to live? And the place was Kobe. If we visited in Kobe and just thought oh, it was Kobe really nice beautiful. there. And it's very close to Koshien, which is important for my husband because he's a Tigers fan and he wants to be oh, he wants really? to be able to go to Koshien and see the Tigers play whenever he wants. For now, we have to wait until they mm-hmm. broadcast the show, the, the baseball games on TV, which is not all the time up here in uh-huh. Tohoku. They don't they don't show yeah, every yeah, Tigers game. So yes, anyway, we <laughs> we we may I said to him, why don't we we give it a try next year? Why don't we give it a try when we, you know, people can move around? Let's try living in Kobe for a month and see what it's like. And he's like, mm-hmm. we'll see. Anyway, it would be fun to try old life in Kobe, see if we can hack it after <laughs> living in countryside of Fukushima. Yeah, sure. Kobe is very nice, very international city. And I think the least Japanese of all cities that I've been in. 
it's very multicultural it's very modern fashionable sea is very close obviously because you know it's it's, uh, it's a port mountain is there very narrow and long city so you have all nature you want if you like nature you have city and all urban uh, charms yeah. if you prepare that so there's something for everybody yeah. yes I think so yeah I mean I love nature and I don't want to live somewhere that's not got nature mm-hmm. right on your doorstep mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that those mountains and things are useful mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> yeah yeah all righty so tell us a little bit about what you do so you mentioned your uh, psychologist tell me I've got the right word there and you're a therapist mm-hmm. right and you also do <laughs> yes. A special kind of therapy. Tell us a little bit about this therapy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I am a therapist. So in Serbia, while I lived, I trained for different kinds of therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy and some different kind of counseling, but I never get to practice that while I lived in Serbia because I was kind of in the middle of my training when I came to Japan. So, and you know, when I came to Japan, I was just focused on that research and I didn't really enjoy that much because I became psychologist because I wanted to be a therapist. And uh, then some opportunities opened when I was maybe on my doctoral studies. So I started giving therapy online. So I was doing for years, much before it became mainstream over Skype to Serbian expats who live in US and who live in some European countries. So I was giving them sessions online, different kinds of therapy. And I like that. It's more like conventional therapy that takes rather a long time to get some kind of breakthrough or people are keep coming and coming and you are not really sure if you are helping them. You know, some people are feel uh, good soon, but some people keep coming for a year or so and you don't know basically what to do. And I was not very happy with that. And uh, it was in 2000, I think, think 18 that I kind of ran onto Marisa Peer on maybe YouTube or Mind Valley or I don't I don't really remember and I was just like mesmerized with with her so Marisa Peer for those who I know you know who she is but for those who don't know she is a very famous hypnotherapist and maybe celebrity hypnotherapist and therapist of celebrities who invented this rather new revolutionary therapy that is called rapid transformational therapy. It's called rapid because it's really rapid and very fast (laughs) comparing to other types of therapies that I was familiar with because people can't achieve their breakthrough sometimes just in one session, not always in one session, but in general between one to three hypnotherapy sessions, people can... I cannot say be healed, but achieve their breakthrough and understand why they're dealing with their issues for so long time. And when they have that understanding, then they are able to take control in their own hands. And that's what makes this therapy so spectacular. And when I, I was watching Marisa, I was like, first, kind of suspicious. I was always interested in hypnotherapy, but there was no such course in Serbia. And also I thought, so that was my own limiting belief that I had, I can never give therapy in languages other than Serbian because 
you know, for therapy, you need that, you know, sophisticated language, you need to, to know metaphors, you need to know all different kinds of subtlety in language. And I didn't have that in English and God forbid Japanese. So, um, and yeah, and that's what I thought. So I could only help uh, Serbian people. And it was just a matter of training, actually, because I got training in Serbian language. And when I made that decision to train with Marisa Peer, of course, my training was in English. My English was already pretty poor, I think. I didn't have any problem. So now giving RTP session in Serbian is more challenging than giving it in, in English, right? So yeah, I found Marisa then, and then I started learning RTP in 2019. And first, there was this very intense online course that I finished. And then I went to Vancouver for live training. And that was awesome. That was awesome, really. And then I came back to Japan. And then since then, I offer sessions. And I, I provide sessions to people from many different countries. And interestingly, since my graduation, and you know how the marketing gurus, they always tell us, you have to have niche, you have to have niche, you have to have niche. And I kind of decided, uh, okay, if I have to have niche, uh, I want to niche in migraine because uh, RTT, rapid transformational therapy, helped me heal my migraines. Migraine is a neurological disorder. So you cannot say this is something mental, but it has very very, I have to say, strong link to mental health issues because it is strongly linked to the amount of stress people are feeling. So the more stress you experience, it's more likely to trigger your migraine. Depression and anxiety are, they say, they say not correlated, but um, let's say normal population, normal, not migraine population, maybe about um, 18% of people have anxiety, but uh, among people who have migraine, 50 to 60% of people have anxiety, and also like 40% of people have depression. Many are suicidal, especially those people who struggle with chronic migraine, the one that I had. Before I had episodic from time to time, but uh, there was a time in my life when I had migraine like three to four times a week. And I was like completely knocked out. You know, you sometimes have migraines. So I, uh, am I correct? So uh, you are familiar maybe with, uh, with those symptoms when your half of your head is hurting and you feel nausea and you feel vomiting and you are like completely knocked out and dysfunctional. And that was happening to me like three or four days a week. And that's classified as chronic migraine. And there is nothing wrong with the brain. In most migraine patients, there's nothing wrong with the brain. But brain is somewhat more sensitive and more responsive to different kinds of stimuli and quickly learns to respond to more and more stimuli. And then that's how episodic migraine goes into chronic. 
And I was out of my wits. I didn't know what to do. I tried every kind of medication. I tried acupuncture. I tried, you know, those mindfulness, everything. CBD oils, I think I tried. Nothing, nothing really worked for me. And then when I discovered transformational therapy, um, I discovered that that's not only therapy for mental health and emotional issues, that it is very, very efficient for all different kinds of physical issues that might have some psychological things underlined. Because there is also a research that proved that 75% to 90% of all illnesses, whether they're physical or mental, that they are all caused by some emotional issues or stress. So you've probably heard about that. That's not some new thing. And this mind-body connection, that's also not a new thing, but it is just that conventional medicine is not treated that way. However, a rapid transformational therapy is very holistic. And that kind of treatment allows you to approach the body as well and talk to your body as well. And migraine, same as many other issues, there's a lot of like um, trauma or childhood trauma or all different kinds of traumatic experiences that people might have that might or might not trigger migraine in the future. But there's more and more evidence that um, childhood drama is connected because childhood drama changes how the brain responds. And the best thing with RTP is that we can change that. We can rewire the brain through devouring the thoughts. We can help the brain to make new connections. And it took some time for me, I think three or four sessions before I, before I was completely cleared of my names. And after having three a week, I didn't have even one for about a year and a half. And that was like equal to miracle. I do still get them from time to time if I have some, some stressful periods or something, but I know what's behind it and I know what to do now. So I can uh, go back quickly on that and, and heal myself very quickly. Mm. So that's why I specialize in migraine. Yeah. Yeah, so if anyone's listening to this and they know someone who's suffering from migraines who needs help, well, please just send <laughs> this episode of uh, Dr. Mira over to them. And you can help people all over the world, though, can't you? Because, and I yes, will, yes. I will say that you and I had a session together when I was living in Sweden. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> as long as you can make the time zones work, you can always, uh, you can help people online. You hypnotize people online. It's yeah, quite absolutely. amazing. And it's very easy, mm. right? <laughs> I I was very hypnotized when we <laughs> I was like amazed. <laughs> How's this going to happen? How's she going to hypnotize me? It's not like you need to reach through the computer screen and and do anything, right? It's it's all just listening to your instructions and following the instructions, and yeah, you can experience being hypnotized as well. So in uh, in my case. I came to you because I was also experiencing pain, physical pain, but it turned out that we ended up focusing on something completely else. And that sort of, I don't know if they were connected or whatever or something, but I think that our session together, uh, I remember after the session, uh, you know, you feel a little bit tired and worn out, but there's also a feeling of euphoria and that euphoria that I felt and just sort of, I said, I said before, when we, before we hit record that I was sort of flying down the street, like mm -hmm. floating down the road after we'd had our session, it was the best natural high I've had <laughs> with almost no side effects. Right. 
yeah, it was really, no really good. Yeah, yeah, right. No, no, apart no, from no, feeling no. a bit tired or a bit sort of worn out uh, from mm-hmm. processing emotions or whatever it is that's happening. Mm-hmm. But it was really, um, it was really amazing to come through that session with you. And then whatever it was that was sort of blocking me or making me feel less than my normal happy self was gone. Yeah. yeah. And of course, just one session is, you know, there's some things you have to do after the session and things listening to various audios and that and doing that was really really helpful and yeah I don't think I would be doing what I am today without that session that we had last was it December or something or November December wasn't it yeah, yeah. I think it was December mm, mm-hmm. yeah it was just before we moved back here mm. yeah I'm very happy that you still um, experience positive effect after our session that was how many months ago nine, nine months ago Definitely. yeah yeah, yeah. so you approached mm. me more because of some pain but while we were talking a uh, completely different issue came up that seemed to be more important for you at that moment. So we decided to work with something else, but obviously that, that cleared many issues for you. And um, yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, that, that feeling of euphoria, uh, RTT high, I always explain that like, you know, those, it's not escalator, but those, those like uh, moving trucks on the airport. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. you walk, you what walk in the your travelator, I think travelator. it's called. Yeah, tra- yeah, yeah. So like mm. you, you walk in your normal speed, but everything is just faster and easier. Mm. And that's how I feel RTV or after after session. Everything mm. goes with, with so much ease because during the session, you get rid of that old baggage, that old beliefs, old thoughts, or old feelings that you were carrying for years and years and years and years sometimes. And all it needs for you to understand, where is that coming from? How is that created? What kind of role it had for you then, when it was created? And when you look at it now with your adult eyes, and think, oh, well, yeah, that was really clever when I was eight. But now I'm 40, I don't need that anymore. I don't need that kind of protection anymore. I don't need uh, uh, to feel uh, about that. I'm not that person anymore. That's not me. And just that understanding helps eliminate that belief. And a lot of things happen in the session. And every session is like a movie. I mean, structure is almost always very similar. But every session is like like a movie. Every person has a different story. And sometimes it's very sad. But every session has a happy ending. Every movie has a happy ending. And then we finish it with uh, preparing a recording that you have to listen after the session. So we do a lot of work during the session, maybe 50, 60% of work, but the rest is on you to rewire those beliefs by listening to recording, which is made of awesome things that I tell you. And I tell you things that you want me to tell you, that you want to hear, that you want to become, how you want to feel, how you want your life to be, your ideal life, how you want to feel every day. And I keep repeating that in recording and then you listen that for like three to four weeks and that is enough for your brain to rewire and to create a new habit and that's how it works. Mm, yeah 
So I know that, you know, hypnosis gets a bit of a bad rap, especially being on TV with making fun of people and all of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, having done a lot of self-hypnosis and then working with you doing RTT, Mm -hmm. I've never had anything but a good experience and felt really good after it. And even self-hypnosis is the other way that you can experiment and have a go and see what it's like and to know that rather like meditation it is a very nice natural high that has no after effects there's no you don't it's not like (laughs) drinking alcohol or something where you have to pay it back the next day (laughs) (laughs) it's it's one of those natural highs we'll call it a high but you're feeling good that you can experience it is kind of high it is a beautiful relaxing state that is completely natural and it happens throughout the day many times. So people people sometimes think badly about hypnosis because it, it sounds sounds weird. It sounds woo-woo, but hypnotic state is... Or that you could be manipulated, I think, yes, is the fear yes, that people have. That people you could be manipulated think, to cluck like a yeah, chicken or whatever. That's, that's a very yes. common belief because we all saw those shows and we make fun of them. But those people who appear in those shows, usually they do it because they want Exactly. And you That's need their to relinquish choice. that control. Yeah. That's their choice. Nobody can force you to do that if you don't want. It is just not possible. Uh, if I hypnotize you, Jane, and tell you tomorrow you're going to color your hair green, tomorrow your hair is going to be green, none of that is going to work because that's complete nonsense to you and you don't want to do that. Um, and you cannot do that. Every hypnosis is kind of self-hypnosis. It is that the client allows you to, uh, to approach their subconscious mind. But if they don't allow, nothing is going to happen. They can resist and nothing is going to happen uh, because it is you that heals you. It is not me that heals you. I am just guiding you through the process. I'm helping you to dig that old wound to heal it and to install some better thoughts, better feelings, better beliefs. I'm just helping you in the process, but it is you, you are the boss. You are you are doing it yourself. You are the, the main role in all the process. And that's the best because you heal you, you rescue you. I'm just there helping you through the process because it is very difficult to access your subconscious mind by yourself. It's very difficult. So, yeah, and it's really outstanding therapy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you do not need to worry. Dr. Mira cannot take over your brain. That is not how it works. <laughs> you are the one who does the work. Yeah. You are the one who, yeah. who does the, what's going on in your head. She just guides you. So. For any skeptics about self-hypnosis out there, I hope that answers your <laughs> questions. But yes, I have really enjoyed the process. It can be a little bit uncomfortable going through the session when you confront some of the things that have you've been holding on to for years and years. But if you can let them go, then yeah, it does feel like you've dropped some of that heavy baggage and you are definitely flying down that travelator at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, there is so much yeah. freedom when you are courageous enough to let go, to face those things from the past and to let go of them. 
not everybody is willing to do that. And when people are sick of themselves, then they decide to have therapy. And then they are in good state to have good results. If they're like, mm, I'm not sure, should I do this? And better right. to wait a little more. When you feel that you cannot deal with it anymore, then it's a good time to come. Mm. To be committed yeah. to healing yeah, yourself, right? To heal yourself. Because as you say, it's not comfortable. It's not um, through the process. There is a part that is not comfortable that you have to deal with. It ends in comfortable manner. I can assure you of that. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always nice on the other side. There's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. huge relief that that happens in this session. Mm, yeah, exactly. So, if anyone would like to get in touch with you or find out more about uh, working with you, where should people go to? So, I have my page. It's I think the Mirasimichimashita. And I have a website, miratinchemashita.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, on uh, LinkedIn, just usual place. I think I'm easy to find. <laughs> I'm easy to find. Okay, so you're yeah. everywhere as usual. Yeah. But you have a beautiful website now where people can sort of look look through it all and see yes. you know mm-hmm. and see testimonials and all those sorts of things so yeah definitely head over to her website or if you've got questions yeah you can find her on those social media platforms as well or email sure sure yeah and and yes and you have a special offer for our oh, listeners yes. please tell yes. us about that so i want to offer since october is emotional wellness month oh nice so since the yeah. day of um this episode is on air to next three months i will offer 10 percent discount for my services for everyone who mentions that they heard about my services through this podcast Yay! so if you just mention in your intake form i heard about your services through transformation with jane then i am very happy to give you 10 percent discount for my services so yay yeah, that is very generous of you and so, Dr. Muna, you are going to offer that for three months. Is that right? Yes, so if for you're three listening months. to this and it's after Christmas 2021, then this offer is no longer valid. But if you are listening in that time before then, then definitely take advantage of that. And yeah, get yourself some rapid transformation. Yeah. yeah. You're, for Christmas, <laughs> you'll thank yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I know I certainly did. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and explaining a little bit about what it is to be transformed by your kind of therapy, but also for sharing your story about how you came to be a therapist, what it was, how you came to be in Japan, because I don't think anyone's heard that yet. Yeah. I've known you for nearly a year now mm-hmm. and I've not heard any of that. So thank, I can't wait to share this with our community here in Japan. <laughs> and we're, we're very happy to have you here. It's so wonderful to have professional people that we can speak to in English here in Japan. If people need therapy, you can talk to someone in English. That is a huge step forward, I think, for uh, women living in Japan like us, yeah, foreign women and wanting to get access to those kinds of things. So thank you so much. And thank you, Jane, for inviting me. And thank you for making it all possible. Uh, uh, the connections between all of us uh, is something that you are making possible and allowing our 
stories to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. That's uh, your spectacular contribution to our community ah, in Japan. You. So thank you. Alrighty. So that's all for today. And yeah, we'll see you again next time. Thank you. So that was the episode with Dr. Mira Simich Yamashita. And you will have heard her mentioning Melissa, who is the Rapid Transformational Therapy Trainer. And yes, you can find out all about that style of hypnotherapy on the internet. If you just Google RTT or Rapid Transformational Therapy, you can experience uh, listening to some kinds of audios. If you want to have a go at doing self-hypnosis with just using an audio, or you can book a session with Dr. Mita and experience it for yourself. I can guarantee you that on the other side of the therapy, it's really, really great. Yeah, definitely something for everyone. I feel we can all let go of some baggage or whatever it is that you might be carrying around that's holding you back. And, you know, some of the success that I've seen this year, I have definitely have to attribute to the work that we did back in November, December last year and January this year. And the audios that I can still listen to today when I feel like I need a bit of a pick-me-up or something. But the work that I've done on uh, building this business with uh, Pod Launch with Jane, that it just keeps going from strength to strength, I wouldn't have been able to welcome that growth, I think, in the state I was in before. But now I feel like I'm more expansive or something and whatever sort of comes to me, I can uh, welcome it and not run away from it, let's just say, or be scared of it. So yeah, that's something to think about and definitely get in touch with Dr. Mita if you would like to work with her. Check out her website. You can see all of those things on there. And I'm encouraging her to be on some more podcasts because I think she did a really great job today for her first podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening as always. And remember, if you want to take advantage of that offer, it goes for three months. Sorry, in the, I mentioned it was until December 25th, but I calculated wrong. That's January 25th. So if you're listening before <laughs> January 25th, 2022, then that offer still stands. So take care. That's all. And I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.